It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and wow, I tell you, uh, it's Thursday. Friday is coming up. Thursday today, and I tell you, we got a fantastic show coming your way, and I know that you all are going to get excited about this one. I got two fantastic guests that I know pretty well, and uh, they have worked with with both both of these young ladies, and uh, they are absolutely fantastic, and you all are going to get an opportunity to learn a lot about them and also learn a wonderful view of the arts and entertainment industry because they've been at this for a while. You know, uh, Marlon, Fries, and Cooley. Uh, yes, the, the name Cooley sounds familiar. Yeah, that's my cousin. And she's fantastic. And she's going to tell you a lot of things that she is doing. We got Gwen Wright. I tell you, extraordinary, fantastic actress, writer, uh, everything that dealing with the arts, uh, she is part of, and just like Marlon as well. And you no, know, Marlon gonna do this a little bit about this thing called spoken word, and I think she's gonna challenge me uh, to a spoken word uh, uh, concept. And I don't know what she's gonna ask me to do, but I'm gonna be ready. <laughs> yeah, so, so I tell you, you know, sit back. Enjoy this. Hey, no, man, I tell you, we got it coming, man. We yeah, got it coming. Yeah, it's going to be a great show. This should be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting because uh, you're going to get an opportunity to know about these two professionals and um, what uh, they have done and what they are doing right now. But before we start this, I, I got to always say hello to my co-host. How you doing, Michelle? I'm good. I'm so excited about the show today. I mean, the talent. The talent, the talent with these these two extraordinary women. I mean, I'm so excited about the show. And you know what? Uh, and these two, we have worked with these two ladies before. And uh, I'm excited about this because uh, we got a lot of things that we want to share to our listening audience uh, about uh, the industry, uh, the uh, arts. And I tell you, if you want to be part of the conversation, you can call in at one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. We encourage you to call in and be part of the program. And so, uh, just getting started, I tell you, I got a bad cold. I don't know what it is. It got cold in Texas, and I got the sniffles. And you guys can probably hear that a little bit, but hey, I can, nothing I can do about it. But the show must go on. It must go on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, before we even get started, I just want uh, to hear from uh, our guest, uh, Marlon. How are you doing? I am doing magnificent. <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm feeling good. Yeah. What about you, Gwen? How are you doing today? James, I'm fantastic. And I want to thank you for uh, inviting me to the show. I appreciate the um, opportunity to be present. So thank you for that. Hey, you know, I tell you, before we even get started, I think we got a guest uh, uh, on the line right now. Can you put him through, Noah? Thank you for uh, inviting me to the show. I appreciate it. Um, uh, uh, do we have a guest on the line? Yeah, Vanessa has called in and uh, got her on the line. Hey, Vanessa, how you doing? Hi, I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. So uh, I, I guess you got a question for our guests already. Let's do it. 
Okay. Well, you know, I'm a little biased. Um, I am Marlon Frierson's sister. Marlon oh. <laughs> I'm her oldest sibling. And I just wanted to come in. I just wanted to call and say I'm so proud of her. So I have a question for her. How close yeah. is her sibling to her? Okay. Can you say that one more time, Vanessa? Okay. Are you very close with your sibling, Vanessa? <laughs> yes, we are. We are very, very close. Um, I love my sister very much. And as you know, we do have a little bit of sibling rivalry, but, you know, hey, that's natural for any siblings. And um, I can't wait to see my sister who lives in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that was that. That's a good answer, Marlon. So, <laughs> you know, that was going to be the next question, Marlon. Is uh, where are you calling from? So, uh, are you calling from Atlanta? Oh, that's that's fantastic. Yes, I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. We've been down here now for about like eighteen years. Um, uh, the only thing that I kind of regret that I'm so far from my sister. She's on one end. I'm like on the other end. But hopefully we'll be seeing each other on the 4th of July of this year. Um, we all have been vaccinated. The time that we'll see each other and we'll still be very cautious. So I can't wait to see you. And I'm always praying for my sister that she will conquer and survive all of her her journeys and her dreams. And like I said, I love you, sister. And I am so proud of you. So now I must be the first. Am I your first person to ask you a question, Marlon? Yes, you are. And I appreciate <laughs> that. And thank you. Well, thank, thank you. For you. Okay. I now, really do I get a door prize? Yes. <laughs> uh, you go. You know what? You got to do a prize because you're gonna sit back and you're gonna hear this fantastic show that we getting ready to introduce right now. So Vanessa, I tell you, uh, sit back and call back in if you have to. Come on now. I sure will. And also, I'd like <laughs> to say hello to Gwen. Uh, she's a Clevelander, okay, Buckeye. And um, I, I, I was feeling, I was feeling a little left out, and I didn't know if I needed to get my tissue out and cry over it. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> okay, okay. And what, what I will say is, is uh, Vanessa and Marlene are um, just examples of more than just sisterhood. Just the support that they give to one another, and I think it's phenomenal. Not having a sister myself, you know, there are times that I look to that relationship and get an understanding of what life would be in an ideal situation because even through their ups and downs, they uh, always come back together. And I think that's phenomenal. Yes, it is. The ups and downs. But we have that to thank, I guess, through my mother and my father. They were really great parents. And we were raised in a very close-knit family from the aunties to the cousins, from the grandparents. But yes, Gwen, it is so nice to hear from you. We'll have to get you together. Too. I have not seen you in years, but you sound I great. Know. Yes. yes. I know. So I'm, I'm happy that we were able to connect uh, by phone. And yeah. thank you so much for calling in. And hey, take care of everything in Atlanta, sister. Okay, yeah. so you get to come and visit. All right, well, um, Marlon, just enjoy yourself, and I will be staying tuned. I'm going to see if I can get Greg to call, and I'm going to call the rest of the family to make sure they call. <laughs> uh, you know, I tell you what, what we got to do is we, we got to tell you all of uh, the purpose of the show today, and okay. then, then we're going to get off into this. Michelle, can, can you tell our listening audience what the purpose of the show is? Yes, the purpose of the show is to receive an up-and-close personal look inside the art and entertainment industry, what it takes to be a creative actor, narrator, writer, and director, learn about the challenges and rewards of the entertainment industry. Okay, can can you introduce our first guest? Yes, yes. Uh, Marlon Frierson Cooley. Marlon is a Cleveland, Ohio native, graduated from the University of Cincinnati in broadcasting, a postgraduate in theater from the University of Akron. Her recent TV credits include Daddy, Stop Embarrassing Me on Jamie Foxx TV show on Netflix, making the debut in the month of April. Bless This Mess, a show on ABC, and This Is Us. Some of her recent theater credits include The Sugar Mamas, The Lynching of Effie Childs, Blessings, Super 
Supernatural and Harriet Tubman, One Woman Show and many more plays. Her recent film credits include Trade, I Am Too an American, Jamie and It's Not Black Enough and other films. She teaches spoken word and theater. Marlon is also a voiceover talent for radio and TV. She produces and narrates audio books. She just finished the worldwide concern about Alzheimer's disease. Marlon is a loving wife and mother. The James Cooley Show is your life. Proudly presents Marlon Frierson Cooley. Hey, hey, welcome to the show, Marlon. Welcome oh. to the show. You, you, you know what, though, Marlon? Uh, what we're going to do is uh, that that was a fantastic uh, intro. And we're going to come. We're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back. And we're going to talk to Marlon Frierson Cooley. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. We'll be back shortly. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley. Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer San Diego. Streaming now on iHeart.com and Radio.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, uh, well, we, uh, we done started this thing out already. It's, it's hot, and uh, we got uh, callers on the line, but uh, Marlon. Can you tell our listener audience a little bit about you and your background and where you grew up at? Okay. Uh, again, I want to thank you guys, Michelle and James, for the opportunity to be on your show. Well, uh, as you heard the caller, yes, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm from the Buckeye, from the Buckeye State. Um, I went to Warrenville High High School, and uh, I went to University of Cincinnati, and I majored in broadcasting. Uh, which you have read in my bio. And uh, I also taught there. I did um, teaching drama um, to the Cleveland Public uh, Municipal School District. And I also was an actor there. I worked at Caramel House, and I did uh, voiceovers. Um, there's a lot. Uh, let me see. In Cincinnati, I worked uh, uh, for ABC affiliate there. And I worked for AM uh, radio station. So i kind of been in the business for a long time because I majored in broadcasting. Uh, but my dream really was always uh, acting. Yeah. What What inspired you to uh, go into the arts? Well, you know, I think as a kid, you know, I used to play around a lot. And, um, you know, I used to uh, act. You know, I'd be looking in the mirror and playing different parts. <laughs> and I guess, you know, I'm not gonna say how old I am, but. Uh, our generation, we were kind of into television a lot, you know, and it was just so great, you know, seeing people up there acting, and I don't know if you remember the show called Julia, she was a nurse, and, um, you know, that inspired me, and uh, truthfully, I, I just think it's always been in my heart, I just never said nothing to anybody, because 
as a kid, you know, you're kind of a little insecure. Nobody, you know, nobody mentor you or anything like that. But it's something that I always wanted to do. <laughs> You know what? I know that you do a lot of different things. Can you provide us a little background on some of the things that you do? And uh, our listening audience, I'm I'm sure they're going to be pleased to hear what you got to say. Okay. Well, as you know, I am an actor. Okay. Um, I started acting in theater. I love doing that. I did a little bit of stage managing. Um, I do voiceovers. Um, I used to do a lot of voiceovers when I lived in Cleveland. But then when I moved here to California, I kind of just got into the acting. Uh, but now with the COVID, man, it's been prosperous. It's been, you know, since we're all working from home, um, you know, you get to do the auditions here. I have a little studio uh, in my closet. I do the editing. So I do the voiceovers. I just did something in New York uh, for a commercial. And then also I'm, a, I'm an audio for the uh, I've been doing that uh, probably about five or six years. Um, a lot of the actors have been getting into that because it's more work and, you know, you can still act. Um, but it is, it's a lot of work. A lot of people don't understand that, but it is a lot of work. And then um, lately I've been producing. I've been producing films and a little bit of writing. I've been doing that. But I think when you're in this industry, it's good to know a lot about a lot of things. And if you're going to be a filmmaker, I think you should learn all of that. Um, I think with the filmmaking with me, I kind of got into that a little bit later. I was more into theater and, and television, just acting. But now I'm producing, because you know that. James, we produced, uh, what did we produce? Uh, Effie, uh, mention of the Effie Child. We did a short film of that. Um, uh, Mr. Cooley right there was one of our producers. We also did the play that Gwen wrote. Well, Gwen wrote the uh, first one, too. We did... Um, we did the mention of Effie Child's The Play, and uh, then we did Blessings. So we, I became a producer in that also. So uh, that was really fun. So I and, and, and you know, we did we did a short film uh, uh, that uh, we st- is still in uh, 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 yes, in the making. Yeah, yeah. So and that's uh, uh, Effie on the other side of the gun. <laughs> yeah. Effie on the other side of the gun. And that is written by Miss Gwen Wright, who's also here on the station here with us. Uh, me and Gwen, we work a lot together. We used to work a lot together in Cleveland. Uh, we used to do acting, and then we decided, hey, let's produce our own stuff. And with Gwen being such a great writer, um, we would, you know, she would write the plays, and I would act in them and, and help produce them. And we're still doing it here in, what, 2021? And I think that was like in... 1995 or something in the mid 90s there. <laughs> We've been on this for a while. Yeah. Well, Marlon, uh, you know, when you started out acting, you know, there's a lot of training that goes with it. Uh, what does it take, in your opinion, to become a good actor? And what training did you initially receive? Well, like I said, I majored in broadcasting and you know, I didn't know in broadcasting they also give you acting classes because it's part of the media. So I already had that acting class and I already was doing broadcasting. But then when I moved to Los Angeles, um, I signed up with this group called uh, Rebirth Drama Company. Uh, a guy named Jimmy Smith was uh, the director. I mean, it was great. I mean, we were putting on plays every, what, uh, every month. And so I got a lot of theater training, and then I started doing workshops. Uh, also, I'm in the union, SAG, and AFTER, and they have a lot of workshops for you. Um, and then also, you know, because I like to teach, um, I started taking a lot of theater classes at AFTER University. And it taught me a lot about, you know, um, classical plays, taught me about directing, set designing. So basically, what I really think you should, if you're really serious about this, you know, some people can major in it. I could have majored in it, but I didn't know. Or start doing a lot of plays, start writing, get yourself out there, find an agent. Um, if you could find an agent, that's really a good thing because that helps you get the auditions. But just keep practicing your craft as much as possible, uh, which is what I do. Um, I try to practice as much as I can. And, and then I do these auditions because part of being an actor is auditioning. Okay, <laughs> so I must tell you that. And I think now, man, I have been on so many auditions 
I've probably been on the least fifty auditions, believe it or not. <laughs> so, you, you know, I think we 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 got a caller on the line uh, that uh, got a question for you, uh, Lisa. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi. How you doing, Lisa? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Where you call? Where, where you calling from, Lisa? Oh, I'm calling from Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a question for Marlon. Hey, Marlon, how are you? Yes, um, how are you, Lisa? I'm good. I was calling because it sounds like you are doing a lot of wonderful things out here. You've been busy doing a lot of things. Um, and it sounds wonderful. I'm happy for you and all that you seem to have been able to accomplish. So congratulations with that. Um, my Thank question you. is, with your acting, do is there a preference um where you're leaning for live stage acting versus film, or are you more into the directing? Which one gives you the most pleasure? Are they the same, or have they changed like over your career? Like you were more into one thing at one time in your career, and now later mm-hmm. in your career, you know you you know you prefer something else. So I was just wondering, like as an actress, actress, you know, do you just enjoy acting the whole time, all the time, or does it change, you know, where your focus is at? Thank you so much for taking my question. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Lisa. That was a wonderful, wonderful question. Well, when I first got into the business, I started just acting. And then I did a little stage management. But as I gotten older, um... Wow, what do I like the most? That's that's such a good question. You know, I, I, I have to be truthful. I still like acting. I still like it. Even when I do the audio books and everything, I enjoy it. But it's just something about acting. So I would say acting. Um, directing is great. Now, I would like to do more directing as I get older. That's what I would like to do more of, directing and producing. And right now, I'm kind of doing both. I'm doing acting, and I'm also doing producing. Yeah. And I still love theater, but since we've been in the COVID, matter of fact, uh, Gwen and I, we were getting ready to produce another play last year. Um, um, one of her plays, I'm trying to think of the name. But anyway, uh, oh, yeah, what was the name of that, Gwen, uh, the play we were going to do? I, I, I'm sorry. Um, okay. I the play we were going to do last year, remember we were... Can you hear me? For some, reason, I, for some reason, I just cannot recall at this moment. We'll get about that. But anyway, yeah. we were getting ready to do a play last year, but unfortunately with the COVID, and I was just going to probably produce that one. I was going to be in that one. Mm-hmm. So, oh, um, cool. yeah. So, but that was such a great question. But mm-hmm. I like doing both, producing, acting. Uh-huh. So here it is. Acting, mm-hmm. producing, directing. That's what I like. Okay, that's cool. Um, can I ask Gwen a question too? Uh, yes, Sure. Um, Gwen, you are the are a writer. About how many plays or productions have you written for? Written. Um, I, I would say to date, I've written at least thirty different pieces. That includes um, screenplays, stage plays. Mm-hmm. And um, there, there is some pieces that I've written that are vignettes and shorts. So I would say about thirty or thirty-five. Oh wow, that's impressive! Okay. <laughs> thank, thank you me. so much. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Mar- Marlon and Gwen. Thank you so much. And James oh, for the show. Thank you. Hey, hey, thank you. You know what? We we're gonna bring Gwen. Can can you tell? Uh, uh, our audience about our next uh, uh, guest, please. Yes, um, Gwen Wright. Gwen Wright is a writer, director, and actress who started her career at the Caramu House in Cleveland, Ohio. She has written several screen and stage plays, and her work has been on stages across the United States. She has completed three films and has collaborated with filmmakers as a writer and director. She is currently in pre-production for a short film, Judgment and Miss Rosetta. Gwen was nominated Best 
playwright for her work, A Word Before Dying, in her play, Voices of Motown, has been running at the Paramount Theater in Casa Grande for more than a year. Gwen is a psychology major, and she earned her undergrad degree from Grand Canyon University and a master's from University of Arizona. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, proudly presents Miss Gwen Wright. Yeah, welcome to the show, Gwen. You know, I tell you, we're going to take a station break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk to Gwen Wright, uh, and she's going to uh, really bring it. So uh, uh, we'll be back shortly. It's Your Life from James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley and I I, I tell you, uh, we we got this this guest here that I've been working with her for a long time. One of the world's best writers, and I tell you, she she uh, she just does it. I mean, so a couple of uh, things, projects that I've been working with her on uh, that uh, uh, she wrote and rewrote, and uh, we got it right. So uh, I want to welcome Gwen. Right? How you doing, Gwen? I'm doing very well, James. Thanks for asking. Hey, Gwen, have you always wanted to be in the entertainment industry, especially as a writer, director, and actress? Well, actually, um, no. I, you know, I, I think I had some um, creative things that I did, but I didn't attach that to the arts necessarily when I was growing up. So um, I, I don't think that was really my ambition. But after a while, after uh, getting out of, out of high school and then uh, being introduced to uh, plays, and actually, I have to make a correction. I actually started my theater in um, Phoenix, Arizona, and my first role was Helen of Troy. And I was uh, under the guidance of one of the best directors I've ever worked with. His name is Kenneth Doherty. He passed uh, some years ago. But um, I was able to work with him, and I learned so much in terms of acting, method acting, and um, classical theater. And that is really where my heart is, classical theater. I've done uh, Shakespeare and a, a lot of um, a lot of classical theater in my lifetime. So that's truly where my heart is, and that's what I enjoy the most. But after that, I was um, in Cleveland, and I worked with Caramel House, and again, Marlon and other theaters, uh, I'm sorry, other thespians in the city who were just phenomenal talents. You know, I was introduced to so many phenomenal uh, people at my, um, at the theater there. So directors like Bill Cobb, uh, Gene Hawkins, uh, they were just amazing and I learned so much from them. So I fell in love with theater uh, I would say in my early adult years. And then from there, I decided that I wanted to write. And the first piece that I wrote 
Marlene uh, encouraged me. She said, why don't you submit it to the screenwriting competition? And I said, no, I, you know, this is my first piece. I'm really not ready. She said, no, 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 go ahead and do it. And I submitted it and I learned within a month after that I was a finalist in the Ohio Independent Screenwriting Competition. And uh, I'll never forget the phone call that I received. It was on a Sunday afternoon and one of the people from the festival called me and she said, you know, this may not mean a whole lot to you, but you are a finalist. Uh, in our national screenwriting competition. So it was, a, it was an amazing experience. And that was part of the encouragement that um, motivated me to continue writing. You know, uh, we have one of the uh, uh, big names in, uh, in, 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 in producing, writing, and acting. We got Howard Nash on the phone, you know. Howard, how you doing, my friend? I, 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 hey, I think- very well. <laughs> Hello there. Can you hear me? I can hear you, man. I can hear you. How you doing? Wonderful, wonderful. Pretty well, my friend. Sorry, I just got off uh, another Zoom call, and uh, it was a, an interview for a television uh, uh, pilot. So, fingers crossed, we hope it goes forward, but I didn't want to miss this. So, how you doing? Good evening. Doing just fine. And, you know, Gwen Wright, remember uh, I, I talked to you uh, a few months back and you see that uh, she is the writer of uh, Effie on the other side of the gun. And uh, you checked that out and you gave us some feedback. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Gwen is on the phone right now. Marlon, can, can, you, uh, c- can you tell them a little bit about uh, what you thought? Okay. Who you, who you want to, who was that? You talking about me? Yes, or, yes. Or, we, we we got Gwen Gwen Wright is the writer of Effie Childs on the other mm-hmm. side of the gun, the short film that uh, that you and I talked about. Yeah, yeah. Right. By the way, uh, I uh, I really um, you know focus on the method acting part. I studied with Lee Strasberg for many years, so oh, wow. uh, I'm a, I'm another method head. <laughs> You're yeah. on the interview. Okay. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Howard. I know James is putting you on the spot right now. He's good for doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. We try. We try. Howard. That's, that's... Howard, is there any yeah. tips you can, um, or words of inspiration or advice that you can share with Marlon as an actress and even as a write as a director, as well as Gwen, her being a writer and a director and actress, any words of wisdom you can pass their way? Um, it, it all words of wisdom really fall into the category of what, uh, context, um, whether you're trying to, you know, raise money for a project or you're just, you know, wanted to focus on the things that inspire you. Um, so it, it always varies, but if, if, um, you know, you, you're focused on, you know, writing and creating, yeah, I would always say, um, you know, push yourself into the areas that inspire you and hopefully there'll be, uh, you know, people out there who will be, uh, inspired as well, you know, and as far as, uh, trying to gather the support, um, to make your projects happen, which is more of my universe because I'm a producer. Um, I find that 90% of the projects that, you know, that sell, um, are because the people who give the money have a subjective interest in the subject you're, uh, you're writing about. And, uh, that's probably the most constant, consistent, um, you know, experience I've, I've ever had, you know, when, when selling a project. Because um, at the end of the day, the person who you know uh, supports you had a subjective interest in the uh, in the subject that you were writing about. So uh, that's it. <laughs> you, you know, I, I I I really appreciate you calling in and uh, listening to the show, and uh, you know, thanks a lot, my my friend. And uh, you know, I just like I told you, these are two fantastic guests, and uh, they're doing some great things. You know, hey Gwen, uh, you were nominated for a best playwright, a word before dying. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Um, a word before dying is um, it was a it's a dark comedy. And um, it opened at 
the um, Cuyahoga County uh, College, Tri-City College in um, Cleveland. And at the time, there were um, people traveling the city looking at a number of plays and nominating people um, for best writer, best actor. And it was it was done throughout the state. So they came, uh, the people came and they attended the show and I got a lot of um, good feedback from it and uh, people really enjoyed it. And it was something that I wrote during the lunch hour. Wow. Well, you know what, Gwen? You have a play called Voices of Motown that has been running at the Paramount Theater in Casa Grande, Arizona for more than a year. Can you tell us about this play? It's actually um, a review and a look at um, a reflection of Barry Gordy's beginnings at um, Motown and some of the things that went on behind stage that people don't know about and um, some of the things and the the interactions or or the self-reflections of um, the singers, Diana Ross, Marvin Gaye, um, David Ruffin, and Stevie Wonder. So that show, when it first opened, we had a full house and had to turn people away. And for a year and a half, that show was running and we always had a full, the, the house was to capacity. Wow. You know, I do love Motown sound and I do love the story behind Barry Gordy and Motown. Now, oh, going yeah. back. <laughs> well, Gwen, where do you get your inspiration as a writer? Um, a, a, a lot of what I write is um, period pieces. And I, I just enjoy writing about um, the times, I think, I think one of the things that has been missing from um, cinema is good love stories and compassionate stories between African-American um, people. And one of the things that I enjoy doing and that I get inspired by just through um, my own family and, and people that I'm close to I like being able to share compassionate and passionate stories about how we care for one another. You know, we have a lot of, um, when people think of the 50s and, and the 40s, and typically, and not always, but typically it's about a struggle. And I made a decision. I said, I don't always want what I write to be a political or social struggle. It can be an undertone, but I want the focus to be on the personal drama and the personal connection that uh, brought people together during a struggle where they care for one another. And they, uh, you know, people, people still fell in love. People did all of those things in spite of all the things that were happening around them. So those to me those things are important and it, it has always been missing and when I would watch movies you know I'm, I, I would say you know well why can't people be in love why can't people care about one another why why is it always um, a struggle between communities and people why can't we just bring people together and make it uh, more humanizing you know, that's, uh, you know, I tell you, uh, that's uh, a lot. You know, we're going to take a break, but I'm going to come back and find out which one, is, which is your preference. I mean, to be a writer, director, actress, I know you do it all. You know, somebody come back and uh, ask that question, and I'm going to bring Marlon and both of you guys back on at the same time. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. 
The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer San Diego, streaming now on TuneIn.com and Radio.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I'll tell you, we... uh uh, we having fun here with, with Gwen, right? And and Marlon uh, Cooley and uh, hey Gwen, uh, you do it all. Uh, you do the the uh, playwright. You do the acting. Uh, you do the directing. Um, which one of those that you enjoy doing the most? Uh, writing. Absolutely writing. At this point in my life, I love to write. Um, acting at one time was my passion, but writing has become more important to me because it allows me to share um, not just stories, but to um, give people options when it comes to watching film or going to a play. And I wanted to just add very quickly, um, because I don't think I answered Michelle's question the way I needed to. I would be remiss if I didn't say that the spirit and the um, motivation that I get in in my writing is from people like August Wilson, Tony Morrison, and uh, also Lori Neal Hurston. Those are people that I hold dear and I love the way they write because it's literature. And I know that, um, that it's not the trend in typically in a film but there are marvelous, marvelous uh, literature pieces that have been transfer, trans, uh, transformed into a film, and they have been magnificent. You know, I'm, I'm attracted to the work like uh, Death of a Salesman, The Glass Menagerie, things like that. And eventually, I'm hoping that at some point in my life, I'll be blessed enough that my work is not just on a stage, but in a book, in a college uh, literature class, and people are evaluating and digesting it. Wow. You know, that's that's great. And that's, uh, yeah, we, Michelle was asking about that one. You know, I tell you, we're going to bring both of you guys on right now. And uh, we, I'm going to Marlon right now. Marlon, uh, you also perform spoken word. You teach it. Uh, can you give uh, our audience uh, an example of what spoken words is? Okay, I sure will. I just want to give you an example. What it is, you write it down on a piece of paper. Okay, you choose a subject, 
you write it down on a piece of paper and then you perform it. And it's something passion, very passionate with your heart or something you like to share to the world. So I'm going to read something real quick. Since I work with students, you know, when you write a spoken word, you got to look at the audience who you're writing for. So, of course, they're minors. But if I was writing for adults, I'd probably have more deeper subjects, you know, and I'd probably just say more things. But anyway, this is called Beautiful Colors. Colors. We got black and white and brown. You mix it up and it benefits all mankind. Color is just a color. Humanity is all living together in harmony. Let's love one another. Colors are beautiful colors. Make the world go around. Why be the same when God attends for all of us to be our own individuality? Our different personalities makes us all unique. If we were all the same colors, it would make us all bleak. Don't be sad or mad. Be happy. Colors are all among us. The sky is blue and the trees are green. Colors make the world go around and around. Don't hate the colors. People, let's all come together and measure unity. Let's love one another and we will all become each other, my brothers and my sisters. We will bring all the colors together, white, black, brown, blue, purple, etc. Let's weather the rainbow together. This world is full of all beautiful colors. Colors makes the world go around and around. Colors. Hey, 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 Marlon, and you know, in my program, uh, we pick people out and we give them, uh, we come up with a word. And uh, in spoken word, uh, they have to be able to go uh, off that one. So I tell you. Without you knowing anything, give me a, just give me a word, and and uh, I'm gonna I'm show uh, the listening audience what spoken word is about. Very talented. I got to give it to you. A lot of people can't do what James is doing. There's only a few people who can do that. So let's go with the word of environment. Environment. Environment is a place where we are. Environment. If we treat it right, it carry us far. Environment is things that we have to surround ourselves with. Be in the same environment with people, animals, and kids. We have to be able to come up with the right environment for us to be able to aspire, encourage, and advise. The environment is what we want our life to be about. Environment. Environment. It's what it's all about. Woo! Ain't that great, um, Noah? I think, I think you're probably ready wow, for Wow, that was pretty up. epic, James. <laughs> Very good. You ready for your rap battle, Mr. Cooley? <laughs> I don't know about the rap battle, Gwen, but, uh, you know, it's just certain things that uh, I believe that we have to uh, encourage and we have to be able to think uh, on the spot yeah. and uh, and life is about that in order for us to encourage in order for us to uh, be able to uh, to react a certain way and, and to think a certain way we have to be able to think on our feet so that's what it's all about Marlon uh, yeah. tell us about the audio book you just finished narrating Okay, uh, a worldwide concern. Um, it is a nonfiction book. It's written by Serge Jacquard. And he was writing about his experience dealing with people who have Alzheimer's disease. His wife is a nurse. And he found out his wife was working with some Alzheimer's disease, you know, uh, Alzheimer's patients. And he wanted to say, hey, I'm going to find out more about it. So he volunteered. And he learned more about the disease. And he works with this couple. And he follows their days every day of their life and what they do. And the book is also about how do you deal with that disease of family members who have it. Um, unfortunate. Uh, my mother died of Alzheimer's disease. And matter of fact, today is her birthday. Shout out to Heavenly Mary Frierson, my mother. 
And um, I've always been very interested in the disease. A lot of people don't understand it. And especially a lot of African-Americans, we really need to do more research. And it's happening more and more in uh, our culture there. And so um, that's what the book is about. It's about a couple. It's about the Alzheimer's disease. And um, he also gives you a brain diet in there. I'm not going to mention uh, all the stuff, what it is, but I thought that was very interesting. He was saying how to keep our health up and what we eat is so important. So I'm really trying to change my diet and uh, really eat more healthier and eat more of that brain food, everybody. We all need it. Uh, it's people in all professions that get Alzheimer's. You can be a doctor, an engineer, a teacher, a writer, an actor, who, whatever. People can get it. So that's what it is. And I don't know when it's going on air yet, but I'll, I might could come back later, James, and let you know about that one. Thank yeah. you, Marlon. Thank you. Um, Gwen, mm-hmm. what advice would you give to an aspiring writer? I would, I would say tell your truth. Tell your truth. Tell, uh, write about the things that you know about. Um, good writing on screen requires a lot of research. Don't be lazy about that because the worst thing you can do is insult the intelligence of your audience by presenting something that people know is either not factual or it just doesn't make sense. You know, um, there's a thin line when people want to present something and they say that it's for comedy, but then there's things that people want to um, be able to laugh at and it makes sense if if you understand what I'm saying. You know, there's in-your-face comedy and then there's uh, over-the-top comedy. So there's a variety in those areas. But one of the things that... Um, as a writer that I try to do is be honest in the writing and the sharing and make sure that I research and uh, do my homework so that I'm presenting something that people uh, will not be angry with when they leave the theater. I want them to be inspired and I want them to further discuss what they saw on screen or on stage. You know, I, I tell you, we're coming down to the last couple of minutes. I, I got a call on the phone, but uh, I don't know if we have time. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but I tell you what, uh, I, I want to thank both of you guys for taking the time to come on the show. And uh, I, I tell you, we're going to have to do this again because it was so many questions that um, we were not able to ask. And uh, we'll do this again. We have a follow up if, if you guys are, are, are down with that. But I want to thank uh, Marlon uh, Fries and Cooley for taking the time. I want to thank Gwen Wright for taking the time. I want to thank my co-host, Michelle Cooley. I want to thank my great producer, Noah. Uh, and I, I always want to thank our listener audience for tuning in. And uh, you know, like always, we're looking for uh, sponsors to help us continue to bring this great message. And, you know, Friday is coming up tomorrow. And uh, I tell you, we'll see everybody tomorrow. Uh, but this was a great show. And we have to do this again because we have so many unanswered questions that we're going to bring them back. But until tomorrow, uh, we'll see you. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been The James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.